Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I want to be a Raven. Like, I said I said, some 2018, you know, I think it was April 26th, if I'm not mistaken. And I meant that. You know, I'm standing on that until I get it done. So I really wanted to get this done before anything, before I even want to, before my time up and branch off somewhere else. You know, I really want to finish my career here and win the Super Bowl here. Lamar Jackson from the offseason. Boy, that seems like years ago, right? Is he going to go back to Baltimore? What's going to happen with the contract? Would another team try to poach him? And uh, no, he stayed with Baltimore. And they are in the AFC Championship game. We're going to go to the Western Hotline, talk with Sean Stepner, who is at uh, WMAR, ABC in Baltimore, formerly of uh, WKBW here in Buffalo. Sean, good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. Good morning, guys. How we feeling? You know, you know how it is around here. I mean, the Bills lose to the Chiefs. We're, we're kind of going through it, you know, <laughs> picking through what happened and talking about what happens next. So, uh, it's, you know. You know, I, I gotta I gotta commiserate a little bit with you guys because look, I, I'm sure you hear it from other former Buffalonians. You know, I, I spent eight and a half years in Western New York, lived downtown, lived in the suburbs in Amherst. Uh, two of my kids were born in Western New York. Like once you once you spend any significant amount of time in Buffalo and Western New York, like it gets its claws in you in a good way. <laughs> I mean, like. You know, I, I've been away for so long. You know, I left in 2016, but I still kind of feel a part of, you know, Western New York. Like a part of me will always kind of be there in, in some sort of way because I kind of grew up a little bit there, you know, like mid-20s to mid-30s. And, you know, a big part of my life was spent there. And when, when watching that game – you know, you, you went through all the emotions. I, I, I'll admit, I was, I was rooting for the Bills. I mean, I wanted the region to get to the AFC title game. You know, I wanted selfishly to, you know, see a bunch of my buddies come to Baltimore and, you know, hang out with them in the press box and, and kind of catch up. And, you know, you, the first half was the first half. And, you know, McCole Hardman, um, 
that that was what, who fumbled through the end zone, right? Um, mm. You know, that that fumbles through the end zone. I think I tweeted at the time, it's like, that stuff in those games never happens to the Bills, right? I mean, like, there's your sign. It's going <laughs> to yeah. happen. And then later with, with the pass interference, um, the linebacker kind of um, blocking the receiver while, you know, Mahomes had the ball. I, I, I think I tweeted at that moment, I'm like, they don't get the call. Okay, the earth is back on its axis. <laughs> and that, you know, that, that's when you, I was like, uh-oh. You know, and then the, the kick. Um, and for that to happen that way, it was just so brutal. I felt for everybody out there. And, um, you know, what What can you say? You just uh, go on, right? Right. Right. It's three out of four seasons lost to the Chiefs in the postseason. The other one to Cincinnati in the divisional round. Three straight divisional round exits. You know, last segment, I kind of threw out there the idea that I, I think everybody's rooting for the Ravens here, but we had a caller immediately say, no, I'm, I'm rooting for Kansas City. I don't want Lamar to make a Super Bowl for, before Josh Allen. And, Sean, that's kind of a, a thing around here. I think everybody would agree that Josh Allen's a caliber of player that should be going to more championship games and should have made a Super Bowl by now. And the fact that he's not there leaves us all asking, like, all right, what has to get done to do it? So... Who knows if everybody's rooting for Baltimore or who's rooting for Kansas City. I'm hard rooting for Baltimore. And my question is, are they going to get it done? Like, What's going to happen here with with this AFC Championship game in your eyes? The Ravens, to me, look like a legitimate one-seed, excellent team, nine wins by 14 or more over teams with winning records. On paper, I think they should smash the Chiefs, but it's Mahomes, and we have to do that every time, right? It's Mahomes. And it's Andy Reid. So what's your read yeah. of the game? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, back to who everybody's rooting for. I'll tell you who's not rooting for the Ravens. Um, I say this in a kind of a facetious way, is the NFL. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think for ratings purposes, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. They're going to get ratings. But I think for ratings and the advertisers, I think they would want the Swifties involved. I'm, I mean, uh, that's just me. But look. Seriously, though, um, yeah, you say it's Mahomes, but um, is, this, is this the worst offense that he's had since he's been there? Probably. Um, however, you know, I was talking with um, some Kansas City guys the other day, and they, the, the offense has kind of found itself in the playoffs you know, that, that at the right time, you know, in, in kind of that ice bowl two uh, against the Dolphins and then – um, last week, um, you know, that, that should have been 34 points for them. Um, sorry to bring that up again. But, look, I mean, this is the most complete football team I've ever covered on a regular basis. And there's something different about them. And, you know, it's easy to say since they're in the AFC title game now to say the vibe has been different all year. And, you know, you could kind of predict this. But it really has. And, you know, we've been I've been saying that. For, for weeks, um, you know, you, you always expected w- with their opponents down the stretch, you know, you kept expecting a drop-off from this team, and it never happened. I mean, at the bye in early September, they had the Rams, the Jaguars, the Niners, the Dolphins, and then they ended with the Steelers, which you chalked up as a win, which ended up being a loss because they already had the number one seed and they rested players. But – I mean, we were talking in in the media room, uh, you know, before the bye, thinking, I mean, there's no way they can get the number one seed with with that lineup, that gauntlet that they faced, um, 
you know, coming out. But, but you know, they crushed it. <laughs> they won in overtime against the Rams, uh, 23-7 against the Jaguars, 33-19 against the Niners, and then they blew out the Dolphins 56-19. to uh, I mean, and then, then mm-hmm. Houston – that Houston in the in the playoffs it's ten ten at halftime and you're thinking uh oh like here comes uh, a lot of people were saying in, in the press that here comes playoff Lamar but then they go they they turn around and halftime of that game in the in the locker room uh, you know Lamar said that you know he he stood up and and there was some cursing involved and and he let everybody know that the way they were playing was not up to par and. You know, that's, uh, that's something you've heard all season. There's just been a difference in Lamar, the way he leads and how much he talks. And he's always kind of led by example, but now he is different off the field as well. And Kyle Hamilton said it yesterday, and you know, who's turned out to be a revelation on defense. But, you know, Kyle Hamilton did say it again yesterday that there's just been something different with Lamar all season and I think that shows up this Sunday, and I do think the Ravens get it done over the Chiefs. Sean Stepner joining us on the Western Hotline of WMAR in Baltimore, formerly of Channel 7 here in Buffalo. Sean, a different Lamar. How much is this offense of the Ravens different of years past? I mean, because I do think there are some Bills fans that might look to what Baltimore did, which is this is the year that they went the furthest they've gone to surround him with talent and give him more options and also lean into his passing talents a bit more, moving on from Greg Roman on to Todd Monken. How different has it been? Yeah, it's been completely different. I mean, you know, Todd Monken, he started um, when he was hired and then into OTAs and minicamp. The question was, was asked really at nauseum, like every single week when either Lamar or Munkin or, or someone was available on the offense, like, how is this different? What, what, are, you, what are you kind of instilling in this offense uh, when, it, when it comes to Lamar and how he operates? And it was more freedom. Munkin wanted Lamar to have more freedom. Munkin wanted Lamar to diagnose the defense before the snap and maybe audible more. You know, Greg Roman didn't allow Lamar to audible. He would get the play in really late with the play clock, with the play clock where sometimes you could see the frustration that, that you know, on, on Lamar's face and also John Harbaugh's face when they'd cut to him and he'd be throwing his hands like, why isn't the play getting in sooner? Last year and years previous. And Lamar didn't really have the freedom to change the play. This year he does. Uh, and he has. And, you know, Lamar has always talked about wanting to throw for more touchdowns than run for more touchdowns. He's talked about wanting to be more of a passing quarterback. This year he has become that. And I don't think it's any surprise with the weapons that they've, that they've got for him. You know, OBJ, he's not the OBJ of old, but, you know, as they've ramped him up throughout the season coming off that knee injury in a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl, um, you know, and, and, and he's more of a factor. Zay Flowers is really the big threat because that guy can, can do it in the slot. He can go long. I mean, he, he's everywhere. And he has the weapons now. And he also, as we saw in the playoff game, you know, he can still run it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, 
he has really evolved, and it's been the perfect partnership between offensive coordinator and quarterback this year. And on the weapons, they're going to get, it sounds like, Mark Andrews back on Sunday. And it's funny, like if he does play, Sean, likely Isaiah likely has been so good. Um, but Andrews, of course, is like one of the best tight ends in football. That, that dynamic, you know, if he comes back, will be interesting. Yeah, for sure. And um, I asked Lamar about that yesterday, um, just starting with the Mark Andrews effect and what getting him back would mean. And, you know, it's obvious that he, he wants his, his favorite receiver over the years back. And then I, I followed it up by asking him about the dimension that both of them could bring because likely he's, he's, um, he's earned the trust of Lamar, uh, rightfully so. He's really been a breakout player since Andrews has gone down. And Lamar, you know, I asked him about having both of them on the field, what kind of dimension that could bring. And, I mean, he smiled and he was like, I mean, I don't know what kind of dimension that could bring. I mean, that's, that's crazy. You know, that's crazy, basically, uh, is what he said. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, Mark Andrews, who knows if, if he plays. It, it's certainly trending that way. And I know the reports are out there that, that he plays. He practiced in full uh, one day last week and uh, he practiced in full yesterday most likely the rest of the week he's going to be a full participant. We'll see. Um, you know, they are, they're, they're definitely going to play it safe with him. I don't think, honestly, I don't think they really need to push it to get him back. You know, if they win this week, they have, you know, another two weeks to get that ankle and lower leg fully, fully, fully healthy for a Super Bowl. Um so, you know, we'll see. I don't, mm-hmm. again, I don't think they necessarily desperately need him to beat the Chiefs, but certainly if they introduce the, the defense, they usually alternate offense defense when they introduce at the, at the home games. They introduce the defense before the Texans game. If, if they introduce the offense and Mark Andrews runs out of that tunnel, um, that's certainly going to be a scene at M&T Bank Stadium on Sunday. Sean Stepner joining us on the Ravens and Chiefs game. Final question on the Ravens and, and Chiefs for me is the Baltimore defense. Kyle Hamilton is like, what, the Swiss Army knife, the guy that does everything, a, a very unique player. We hear the term unicorn used a lot for quarterbacks. As a defensive player, he's kind of one of those. Yeah, I mean, I've also heard people refer to him as the avatar just because of, like, his, uh, you know, his – super long arms and like his kind of tall stature when he's out there. Yeah. I mean, toward the end of last season and certainly this season, he's just, you know, burst onto the scene. He can do it all. And he'll be looked upon to probably keep an eye on Travis Kelsey on Sunday. And I, you know, I think he can handle it. He's, he's a ferocious hitter in the open field. Um, You know, I'm a hockey guy, at heart and I you know I've tweeted in the past and put out there about when he hits in the open field it's like you know I remember you know you remember what like Scott Stevens used to do in the old NHL when you know guys could (laughs) just line guys up for Mm -hmm. uh you know two blue lines away and just crush them um but but you know he he looks like that like he hits with a purpose to dislodge the ball and it usually doesn't feel good for the offensive player. And, yeah, I mean, he um, all pro for a, for a great reason. Uh, he is a difference maker when he's out there. 
You mentioned you're a hockey guy. Before we let you go, I want to ask you, we brought this up yesterday just in passing. Is it over for Ovechkin, the chase for Gretzky? I mean, he's got eight goals this year. You're our resident Caps expert as well. Should we hold out hope for this race, or do you think Father Time's catching up, shooting percentage is way down for Ovechkin? I don't know. What's your insider's look at it? Yeah, um, I don't think – look, all the numbers – are trending down for Ovechkin this year. Um, you know, I you know, was just looking, doing some. Re- he's on pace for 15 goals, coming off 50 and 42 on pace for for 15. You mentioned the shooting percentage. You know, his top skating speed. You know, via NHL Edge, which is a great website. Um, you know, his skating top skating speed is down. Um, his his shot speed average is actually up, um, but. Look, I mean, he he's definitely he definitely looks a little slower out there. Um, sometimes he's he's you know he, he is the best goal scorer I think of all time when you look at eras and and you know how many goals were scored in each era, whatever. He, he's the best goal scorer of all time. So you you can't say it's over for him because he. You know, you want to think that he's going to find a way and he's going to adjust. But this Capitals team in general, overall, they can't score. I mean, they're the third worst team in goals per game in the league. Uh, they're, they're scoring 2.4 goals a game. That's just not going to cut it. You know, Kuznetsov is, you know, you never know what you're going to get from him. He's down. Um, Nicholas Backstrom not being there uh, is is really tough for Ovechkin. I, I think you know specifically on the power play. I mean, those two have just kind of like that that chemistry that you rarely find um, between two players, um, both world class talents. Backstrom not there. Uh, other players underperforming on this team. He's getting used to a new coach. Um, they're not winning a lot. Um, I mean, they're still right there for a wild card. But, look, this is um, certainly, you know, you can't expect him to keep up his pace uh, of, of yesteryear, I guess, you know, through as, as he gets this old. Is he slowing down? Yeah, he, he probably is. But I, I still think he finds it late this year, next year. I don't think he retires until he gets that, that, that goal record. Um, so I don't think it's over but i do think as expected he's slowing down a bit all right john stepner go ravens john that, that's my look on this so enjoy the game yeah, well, on uh, on sunday look i mean like the fa- the famous saying in this business right is like you you don't root for teams but you can you can root for yourself <laughs> and i would like to i would like to cover a super bowl before my career is over um, you know, I've, I've been at this for 20 years, and I've never covered a conference title game, let alone a Super Bowl. So um, really, really excited for this weekend, and um, hopefully for two two weekends from now. Yeah. Well, enjoy it. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, guys. Sean Stepner, WMAR in Baltimore, formerly at Channel 7 here in Buffalo. Whenever it's Caps or Ravens, I just reach out. I'm like, yo, let us know what's going on. What's, what's the look at over there? Surprising that it's the first AFC championship game the Ravens have ever hosted. For as, as so, consistently good as they've been for like their whole existence. They've been to two Super Bowls. They would have won both on the road. Let me yeah. tell you the AFC Championship games. They won one in Tennessee. Okay, is that the first one? Yes. 
The 2000 Ravens, I'm pretty sure, won in Tennessee to go to the... No, 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 no. They won in Oakland. Or Raiders. They won at the Raiders. Okay. Because Rich Gannon got knocked out of that game. They won in Tennessee, and then they went to Oakland. You're right. They won in Tennessee, and then they won in Oakland. Okay. Yep. And then in 2012, the Flacco year, Yep. where did they win in the AFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl? Did they win in New England? They won in New England. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, before that, they won in Denver. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they went... Both times they won the Super Bowl. No, never mind. Sorry. The ten. No, yeah, they went. They went two road games on their way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, they're home for this one. So go Ravens. Are there? Yeah, I'm good. I uh, I want. I do. I I love watching Lamar Jackson. I want, and you know, he has way too many detractors for how good he is. So, yeah, I, I for him. I, I would like to see them win two for him. Like I like rooting. Sean just said, you, you know, root for yourself. I like rooting for individuals yep. in sports in general more than ever. And for me, I'd love to see Lamar Jackson win. We took call, one call on this earlier. If you have a thought of this, Ravens or Chiefs, who are you behind? And I would like to dig into Sean's idea about that the NFL would like Swifties at the Super Bowl. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's wrong. I, it doesn't even enter my thought process. Does the NFL really, really want? I guess. Do, what do they want? They want more. They already have like what seventy percent of the country it's watching the, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, they are are all the ratings usually go up though, right? Because of the the Swifty effect, right? She'll be there. Do, do, do they really? Yeah, I think there's 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 numbers that back that up. I think I've seen numbers that back that up. Okay. 8030550, our number. Jeremy and Joe. We'll get to a uh, recap of the Sabres win last night, Paul Hamilton in a little bit. And uh Chris Trapasso, he's got his first mock draft out, and it's got a Bills receiver on the list. Yeah, that's right. Future Bills receiver. Speaking of future Bills receiver, Nice to hear glowing reviews of former future Bills wide receiver Zay Flowers. Mm. He was a former future Bills receiver. It's like the Belichick coaching tree. When you look at the former Bills receiver tree, I mean, there's so many good receivers that are former future Bills receivers that, of course, never did play for the Bills. Should we play like a reverse train horn for former <laughs> future Bills receivers? For the former, yeah. yeah. A, a sad, boom, 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 boom. They'll 
Price is right, Horn. Speaking of the wide receiver train, I've got people offering to be conductors for individual players. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like beat reporters. Yeah. A couple people tweet me say like, I'll be the Keon Coleman beat reporter. All right. Con- conductors or like uh, what are the what are the guys they they, they shovel the, the coal into the into the engine? <laughs> Engineers. We're gonna learn something today. I'm gonna tell you right we're now. Gonna we're, gonna, about, we're, gonna we're gonna learn out, about trains. We're gonna find out the roles on trains. Yeah. yeah. 803-0550. Jeremy and Joe, join us if you'd like. We got an open phone line for you on WGR. Grunstam tries to gain the line, but the Sabres take it back again. Good speed over the line by Middlestad. He'll drop it for Quinn in the slot with a shot. Scores! Quinn with a dart has tied the game at three with 9.30 to go in the second. One of the moments of the game brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. We're going to check in with Paul Hamilton on last night's Sabres win. They rallied from behind, down 3-1 to win in L.A., and pick up two points. And Paul, the savior of the franchise, the kid line, did it. Four goals for that kid line that was so good last year. And uh, Quinn, Paterka, Cousins, like uh, nice game for them. It was. And very often we talk about them being the best line for the Sabres, but they were like just marred in slumps. You know, they just couldn't, other than Quinn, the other two just couldn't get the puck in the net even though they were getting offensive zone time and playing, I thought, pretty well together for the most part in, in, in most games. So finally, it, you know, it came, they worked hard. It came through for them, and the Sabres came through themselves. I mean, even at 3-1, to one, I, to me, it was goaltending at the time. Uh, the first goal, I didn't like. I mean, Casey Middlestat was out for a Sunday skate and just allowed, you know, Kopitar to just blow by him and – Kopitar got the pass, and it's one nothing. But for the most part, I thought the team worked hard. I thought, you know, they were playing pretty well. And then Levi, they scored two on Levi. They we want back. He he's got to stop those. He has to. You know, they needed a save, and good for Levi. I mean, he those two things went by him. Now he's let in three goals. It's not, you know you're, that's coming off of what happened to them when they were just awful against the Ducks. And then Levi slammed the door after that. I mean, the three he made some great saves, and the Kings wound up with 40 shots, and um, 41 shots, I'm sorry. And, you know, good for Levi to, you know, just make sure Los Angeles didn't score, and he made some good saves along the way uh, to do that. So to be able to, as a young goaltender, to forget what had happened in the first period where, again, he, there, were, there were two unscreened shots that he should have had and then he just said that that's it you're not scoring again and the Sabres go out and score four unanswered goals and they get a win and right there I think is why fans are just exasperated with this team you know you you look at you go to Anaheim play one of the worst teams in the league you're a complete and utter no-show it was just one of the worst games you'd, you'd ever want to see them play and then they show up in Los Angeles against what's supposed to be a better team, but a slumping team, but still fall behind 3-1 to one and score four unanswered goals and leave with a win. And, and hmm. you say to yourself, where was that on Tuesday? I mean, you easily could have left uh, the Los Angeles area 
you know, to play the Sharks on Saturday with two wins easily. But uh, it's kind of what I think we just saw their season. That's just the way it's been the whole year. And that's why I think people get so frustrated with them. There were a ton of shots in this game, Paul. It was 37 for the Sabres and 40 for the Kings. Did it feel like once the Sabres got down a couple that they kind of had to play that, you know, up and down the ice style of hockey? Well, it's not the way the Kings used to play. I mean, that that's probably one of the reasons why the Kings are slumping. I mean, they, they're not really built to play that game. And, you know, we I've been talking about for – I don't know how long about the turnovers the Sabres make and how, you know, it's like you just, what are they doing sometimes when with the amount of turnovers they have, but nothing like what I saw from the Los Angeles Kings last, last night. They just turned the puck over constantly. It, it was, it, it was almost like they were scared to have the puck on their stick. It would, they, they would, they'd be in their own zone. They get the puck and they would just throw it someplace. And usually it was to a saber, and now the sabers had something to do with it too. They were they were hard on the forecheck. They were skating well. They were playing fast. They were they were getting to battles, and they were forcing the Kings into turnovers also. But uh, it was it was crazy how how poorly the Kings played. And then, at, you know, after the game, you know, some some quotes from their coach and from Drew Doughty, and you know, they they just kind of lit into their their teammates and. They should have because that that was a horrible display of hockey by the Kings. But, you know, as I said, the Sabres forced them into it a little bit. But still, I mean, there were times they would just get the puck. They, they'd go in the corner, get the puck, and just didn't even look at all and just would blindly throw it somewhere. And it, it helped the Sabres get in on four checks and uh, start, start uh, getting in on, on some offensive chances. Paul Hamilton joining us. His appearance brought to you by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this on the Sabres. Paul, for Eye on the Blue and Gold, I want to ask you about Casey Middlestad. Eye on the Blue and Gold brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business, is protecting your business. What should Kevin Adams do with Middlestad? He's an RFA at the end of the year. He's been mentioned in trade rumors. Middlestad said it was news to him. He kind of heard about it on whatever, television. What's the right move with Middlestad given the state of the Sabres salary cap, roster construction, and what kind of contract he might command. Yeah, it's yeah. – he he's you, – you watch him play, and there, there are games he's really good, but the non-effort that I saw on that Kopitar goal, 255 into a game, after the absolute, complete, and utter non-effort I saw from the whole team against the Ducks – and that's how that's your opener. I mean, you you get on the ice and you're just out, look like you're out for a Sunday skate, and Kopitar just blows by you, and you you're acting like you didn't even see him. It's like you're a veteran on this team. You can't let Kopitar just go to the net like that and skate right by you, and you you just stop your fort back check, and you don't you're not even with him. And against the Ducks, first goal, it's his turnover. That, that winds up in the net. And uh, on the homestand, it was his turnover that winds up in the net. I can't remember which game it was, but it was one, one of the games they lost. And um, he, he, he tends to turn the puck over way too much, but yet you'll say, well, he's also their leading scorer. And do you really want to get rid of your leading scorer? You know, somebody who 
you know, is, is a good assist guy. He, he'll go on some streaks offensively for you. So it, it's hard to say, but, you know, again, you, you, you mentioned it. This, this roster is not constructed correctly. When everybody's healthy, he's not in the top six. I mean, it's nice to have him around to put into the top six when you get an injury or something like that. That's what happened when Cousins got hurt uh, during that game. He, he left. Middlestad took over on that line and wound up getting getting an assist, the main assist on the Quinn goal. You know, he finds Quinn in the slot and Quinn rips it home, and you know he he can do that for you. He he you know he leads the team with twenty eight assists. But I would say for me, I think you know they they should be looking for a good trade with a good value that's not draft picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the draft pick trades. Right. You've done enough of that. You need to get some actual good hockey players in return for Casey Middlestat, and that's what I think Kevin Adams should be looking for. Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. Next up for the Sabres is a game against the Sharks to close out this trip. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, Paul. No problem, guys. Guys, take care. Paul Hamilton, his appearance brought to you by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Elsewhere in the NHL last night, the – Avalanche got four goals from Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. He's been a rock star this year. Including, yeah. there's a there's a clip of his third goal that he scores. It's a two-on-one. Uh-huh. And somebody in the front row threw a hat on the ice pretty much before the shot is off. Like, oh, here we go. Come on. Yeah. Like, this guy is so hot. This is in. And somebody sent that to me overnight. Wow. Was that, was that like the hat trick goal? Yes. So before he called the hat trick, basically he called it. The With, guy who threw the hat, like threw, this is going in. Yeah, threw a hat. Pete Blackburn tweeted this out this morning. Somebody threw a hat on the ice early. Wow, <laughs> was ready. Ripped his hat off before. Before I guess that's what you do, right? You're anticipating. You're seeing the play develop. You're reading the play. Here comes McKinnon on two on one. Take the head off. Get it ready. And bam. Yeah, over the glass. I saw he's on pace for 140 points this year. He already has 82 on the season. Like, that's McDavid territory. Okay, question for you. Question. Is okay. there anything to, you want to say it's cursed, it's bad luck? The Sabres have two number one picks on their roster. Mm-hmm. And I've got other number one picks that get 140 points. Yeah. And one of the Sabres is Owen Power. Right. Which, nice even player. if he becomes right great, he's never going to be that. He's a nice player. Uh-huh. There are 140 point guys out there taking number one overall. Yeah, yeah. There's there was uh, in, in three out of a four year period. It's kind of amazing, right? Because the Sabers have finished last so often, been so, so many bad times that they've been bad so many times. And in three three years at a four year stretch, McKinnon, McDavid, and Matthews, and they missed them all. Yeah, they missed them all, and they missed well Bedard. They missed Jack Hughes. But it's those three. It's McKinnon, McDavid, and Matthews. Because right. they're they're like they're on their own. Matthews is on pace for like seventy goal, eighty Meanwhile, goals this year. When the Penguins were awful, they got like all three of those guys. <laughs> like, and the Oilers, Crosby, Mal- right? The Oilers had the, the they, million first overall pick. They finally, I guess, hit on theirs. Finally. Hey, well, maybe uh, they'll finish seventh from the bottom, get lucky, and win a lottery. That's that's kind of what happened with the Oilers, right? Or they were like third from the bottom. They were third from the bottom when they got McDavid. Meanwhile, Reinhardt's on pace for sixty goals still. So. Yeah, is that not unbelievable? It's pretty crazy. even for him. Like, it's, it's I always thought he was really good and got a raw deal, and 
you know, any there was a little bit of the Stefan Gilmore it, stuff is, with him. Like, is, oh, he's not actually that good, but no, he is. But this is nuts. Isn't he having his Chris Kreider season? Which is that he's going to score fifty goals and he'll never do it again. Yeah, yeah. The good player. Yeah. yeah. One season that's just like holy cow, look at that. Like he's not a fifty goal guy all the time. Really, no, right. He's like a really would, good player. Right. I would predict he'll never do it again after this year, where he's probably going to do it. He's on pace for sixty two goals right now. All right, we'll get a break in Chris Trapasso. We've got a mock draft to chat about the wide receiver train. We're going to start. Learning about a lot of these guys that are available. The Senior Bowl's coming up, so that'll get some new names to us as well. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Chris Trapasso at 8 o'clock. Open spot for you. Chiefs or Ravens? Who do you got? Who are you rooting for? I, I feel like everybody should be rooting for the Ravens just to knock the Chiefs down, but maybe you uh, you don't want Lamar and Baltimore to look like they might have passed the Bills. 803-0550, if you want to chime in on that, you can. Chris Trapasso, 805 here on WGR. I've got some Taylor Swift songs in my phone. I do. I do. Why did you be the leader this week? <laughs> no. I mean, what does that have to do with it? It's... He's dating the opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Is it time to do this press conference? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. John Harbaugh. He sounds like a Swifty to me. Yeah. Got Taylor Swift in his phone. Are you going to delete it? Why? Yeah, why would I do that? <laughs> Yeah, Chiefs and Ravens. Famous Ravens fans. All right, we'll go toe-to-toe here. Baltimore. Famous, famous Ravens fans. Comes to mind. Isn't kind of, uh, Michael Phelps from Baltimore? That is right. Michael Phelps is okay. a Ravens fan. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> wait. He was a Baltimore Colts fan, actually. Did he like Ravens or did he not like Ravens? I mean, he obviously, you know, I don't know wrote a, about them. He had a... One way or the other? Yeah, the ra- the Raven, right? Right, he wrote about one of them. Yeah. Uh, famous Ravens fans, Carmelo Anthony. Okay. I've got, it's, it's, it's i got to be honest, like, the the list is not going to rival. Well, Kansas the, City. The, the L.A. teams or the Dallas teams. Yeah, or... Carmelo Anthony, Edward Norton. Former, okay, yeah. Former wrestling superstar, Stacey Keebler. Okay. Another wrestler, Edge. Apparently the Ravens are big in uh, hmm. the, the wrestling universe. They churn. Baltimore churns out uh, wrestlers. Author Tom Clancy. Johnny okay. Unitas I'm looking at on the list here. Is a Ravens fan? Apparently. Is he still with us? No, right? Johnny Unitas? 2002, he passed away. Okay, so that's a no. Wait a minute, he became a Ravens fan? In Baltimore. Yeah, but... He was the Colts quarterback. But if the team left and you got a new team, like if the Bills left. But they changed their name. So if the Bills left and then another team came in, you wouldn't like the Bills. You'd like the team that's here. Yeah, but I didn't play for them. I'm from here. It's different. Would would Jim Kelly uh, like the Bills or would he he like the Toronto Bills or would he like the Buffalo? Let me text Thurman right um, now. Hypothetical. The Bills move to London. Munich. Munich, sure. And then Buffalo gets a new team. Which team do you like? It's got to be Buffalo. It's this. It's you here. You pick the furthest away place possible. Also oh, there's farther places than Munich. Here. Tokyo is further. Uh, yeah, you stick with the city, I guess. Does yeah. everybody say, what the, what I'm The distinction I'm making is the guys who played for that franchise. Do they then... Like when, when, the, uh, when the Carolina Hurricanes have their Hartford Whaler Knights, do, do the Whalers come back? 
to Carolina, like for ceremonies and whatnot. That doesn't work because there is no Hartford team. Okay, that's right. All right, how about the uh, who's, when, who does when, Eddie who does Eddie George like? Didn't he play for both the Oilers and the Titans? Uh, no, that's... Warren Moon. There we go. Sorry, he was the the wrong person. Oh, sure. Who Warren... is Warren Moon a fan of? Texans. He better be instead of the Titans. Yeah. Even though he's like their all time leading passer, go with a, Winnipeg's another one for this too, right? Like Winnipeg, they left and then they they came back, right? Yeah, an all time. But win- they kept the team uh, name. What does that have to do with anything? The team name is important here. You're the all time Unitas. You're the all time Colts quarterback. The Colts still exist. They just play in a different stadium. All right, few hours down all the right. road. Hold on, let me do another one here. Someone that played for the Minneapolis Lakers. <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, is anybody alive that played for the Minneapolis is he, Lakers? Is he a Lakers fan or is he a Timberwolves fan? You. Oh, here's a good one. No, that they got the name back. I was going to say like you were going to say the Browns. No, it's going to go with the Charlotte oh. Hornets because they, they got the, right. They, they got the lo- left and they were the Bobcats. And then they got the name back. Yeah, yeah. Texans and Texans and Oilers. The Texans, by the way, should be allowed to be called the Oilers in the first place. This is all nonsense. Of course, very true. What's the right? What is the, what is Warren Moon? You're saying he you're saying he's a Texans fan. I'm saying yes. I'm saying if if I'm Warren Moon, and I'm asked to pound the drum, ring the bell, do the thing before a game, and it's in Tennessee, I tell him to buzz off, and then I would do it for Houston. That's what he should do. But the jerseys he used to wear get worn by the Titans. Yeah, that's obnoxious. Do the Titans ask him to come back for their Oilers nights? Oilers days? He shouldn't. It's obnoxious that the Titans even wear those. Scott in Rochester. Good morning, Scott. Morning, guys. Uh, how are we doing today? So, with Jim Harbaugh back in the league, um, do you think he'll have uh, people in disguise at the Chiefs game this weekend? <laughs> that was my first question. <laughs> and just just thinking about, you know, the Bills season, the way it constantly ends, just, just heartbreak again in the divisional round for the, you know, third year in a row. Uh, how committed do you think Terry Pagula is to winning a championship? Do you think that's a priority of him? Because just as a, as a, you know, I've been a lifelong Bills fan, and we went from Ralph to Terry, and Ralph always seemed to be a little more engaged, a little more ambitious, where Terry's just like, eh, whatever. Like, you don't hear from him. You're barely, like, it's just unending support for McDermott, which I get, but, like, there's no results there. Like, you've lost in the division round for three years in a row. There doesn't appear any indication that they're going to be able to get by KC or Cincinnati. I don't know what you guys think, but just it's hard for me to see this team getting by either of those teams with McDermott as the head coach. Like, the approach is not working. Andy Reid smokes his defense every year. And I don't know how you keep running him back and expecting anything different. So do you, at the end of the day, do you think Terry Fogola really wants to win a Super Bowl? Or is he just like, you think he's good to go? It, it, it's very hard. I, I just, he's very, I don't want to say he's an absentee owner, but he doesn't really chime in a lot. And it's getting harder and harder for me to believe that this coach and owner are going to win a Super Bowl in Buffalo. Yeah. It's a, it's a good question. I think it's a fair question. They do own multiple teams. Mm-hmm. And on one side of it, do you think that they appear to be endlessly committed to winning a title? No. No. For the Bills, are they? Probably. I would think my answer would be probably yes. Because just because they don't want to do it the way that you might want them to do it doesn't mean they don't want to do it. 
Mm-hmm. People don't agree. Right? People don't agree on approach. And that can be defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators or, you know, when Brian Dable and Sean McDermott yeah. are working together to win a Super Bowl, they might not see it the same way, but they both are motivated to do it. So, you know, Terry Pagula, he might not want to do the things you want him to do, but that doesn't mean he's not motivated to do it. Yeah. So they spend a lot of money. It's not like they are cheap as a franchise, right? Right. They, Cash spending last year, I think they were number one or number two in the league. Yeah, so... I, for the Bills, at least. I would think, yes, just because they're not willing to make radical changes or, in time, something would change. Is is there a more calcu- calculated approach in their minds than their... I mean, they... When they when when the Pagulas came in for both the Sabers and the Bills, it was guns a blazing. Let's let's go get Christian Ehrhoff on a ten year contract, right? Let's go let's go sign all these guys, and then for the Bills, let's go hire Rex Ryan, yeah. right? It's like the big flat. What's the flashiest toy I can get my hands on? And are they afraid of? Are they afraid of that because that didn't go well? On yeah, front. and that's just so different. It's funny looking back how guns a blazing was Christian Ehrhoff. <laughs> right, right. Like, well, the 10-year the part of know, the contract I know, I know, makes it so, I think. That was a smart contract. Hmm. All right. We'll get we'll, we'll revisit that a little bit. We've got to get a break in. Chris Trapasso of CBS Sports is going to join us next. He put out a mock draft yesterday, had the Bills taken a wide receiver. We'll talk about the class, the receiver he picked, some of the fits, and um, you know, get into this, how, how hard it'll be for the Bills to get over the Chiefs or the Bengals because I don't think it's impossible at all. It just has not yet happened. And the idea of coaches' ceilings, I got a, I got a different way. I want to I want to start using that phrase, Joe. So we'll dig into that with Chris Trapasso. Your calls as well. Eight zero three zero five fifty on WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.